Hello there. Welcome to Yummy Factor, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the mesmerizing world of filming food commercials. I'm Xander, food and tabletop director, and I'll be sitting down with the true masters of the craft, including directors, food stylists, practical special effects wizards, and anyone involved in this crazy world to hopefully shed some light on what it takes to make food look absolutely mesmerizing on screen. Today, I'm talking to Jürgen Zimmerstedt, a classical chef turned food stylist who's been the lead McDonald's food stylist for over a decade. You can find more about Jürgen in the description below. Okay, welcome Jürgen Zimmerstedt to the show. Hey, Xander, great to hear you. So Jürgen, I would love to know how... Did you manage to land your first job as a food stylist? Uh, my first job is a long time ago, actually. Uh, I always have to think about it. I think I've done this in Munich because uh, before I, I worked as a chef in London and uh, then I decided uh, to quit my chef career and to step forward in something else. So it was very, actually very close to uh, step into food styling, but I had no clue where this actually is happening. So and when I was back in, the, in those days, I lived in Munich. I looked a little bit around the magazines into the credits and I found there is a studio that's creating pictures for books and advertising. And then I, I, I called them and they give me a chance to start in their uh, food styling kitchen. And then so we did a few French cookbooks there. It was a food styling sort of like production company or production? Yeah, it was called Food photography, Ising, that was Pete Ising. I think he invented stock food in those days. Yeah, yeah. He's a well-known name in the, in the, in the business, food I guess. Stock like have a library and like we have burgers, we have meat, you have this and that. And then if, yeah, if, sure. if you're a restaurant or if you're like whatever, you just go into this archive and say, okay, I want to buy this picture and this picture and this picture for my advertising. <laughs> like. Yeah, 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 sure. It was more, not more like for the restaurant scene. Uh, sure, they could... Uh, uh, by there as well, but it was mostly for editorial uh, stuff. Yeah. So, and yeah, we did some cookbooks there and stuff like that. It was fun. So how similar is food styling to actually, you know, cooking real food? How much did you have to learn and how much did you already know? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it just helps actually quite a lot, but still, um, I must say, okay, uh, editorial uh, shooting is more closer to the real cooking as like in the old days in the kitchen comparing to advertising but it's still a little bit different because you know it's not get shoot super hot yeah because the steam is not uh i would say easy way to focus and so and it had to be there for a while because the photographer has to pull his focus had to find the perspectives Stuff like that. So you have always to, to, to prepare it that it lasts very long. And uh, that's a little bit of difference. Because the kitchen, you know what I mean? When it is done, you plate it, it gets served, it gets eaten. So uh, it's totally different. But here, you know, it lasts a bit longer. But the nice part on that thing, because normally in our job, I can imagine it's always uh, just Re existing a few minutes uh, and when you when you do something for photos or for for a movie it's a last a little longer yeah so now you're i think you're one of the top food stylists in germany and the world well thank you <laughs> and my question that i always ask everyone who comes you know to talk to me is 
What do you think is your main responsibility as a food stylist on a tabletop project? Yeah, you have to organize uh, the food part. So it doesn't mean only to style it. So it's always, you know, the logistic part as well. So in the backyard, you need a kitchen and uh, it's not, you know, I mean, it depends on the location, um, but sometimes, you know, there is nothing. So you have to rent all the stuff and then you need assistance. They have to be, uh, you know, pretty well experienced as well. So, and you have to organize that as well. And then, um, you have a budget. So, uh, you have to be in the budget, all that stuff. And yeah, then you may be ready to start something, what goes on on the table for the tabletop. So the craziest thing about a food stylist and a food stylist in your position is that you're, for example, the food stylist that does most of McDonald's here in Germany. So no matter what production company, no matter what director, you are sort of like the guy who's done McDonald's for the last years. I mean, like, I don't know, five years, six years, seven years. Twelve. Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone always thinks that everything is fake. So my question to you, Jürgen, is like, how much fake Food do you really use? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, what is always happening to me when people ask me, what are you doing? So, oh, I'm a food stylist. I said, oh, are you the guy with the hairspray? He said, no, no, I'm not the guy with the hairspray. That may be happening in the old days, but for me, it's no reason because I'm still a chef in my heart and I like real food. So we try to use only real food. The food we use is 99% or to 100% is real food. And also we like to use the richest stuff from the clients. Because, you know, we don't want to betray people. Yeah? So maybe do, we always knowing, make it super nice and, and super juicy and, and then and give a lot of time in it. Uh, and, and, and then if we at least use the real stuff. Yeah. So, and that's kind of our philosophy. Yeah? So be honest as possible. Yeah. I mean, I guess, especially McDonald's who, you know, have that stigma and they, people think every McDonald's commercial is, is fake. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Everything is real food. It's like, obviously we look for the prettiest bun and, you know, like you make yeah. a nice grill marks on, sure. the, on the patty. And it's crazy how long it takes to build a nice burger, no? Yeah. That's the difference maybe to the, to the, uh, the guys that are in the, in the, in the store, in the kitchen, because they have maybe 10 seconds for one burger. And we, we take, we have and half an hour. Yeah. So, and I'm sure as you said before, we, we select everything and, and, and we look everything twice and, and, and take really care. And that's maybe the difference. And we are going to be two or three people for one burger. Yeah? So that's the difference I would say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you have to make food look good and obviously you need all the tools. Do you have any crazy stories? Where you had to make yes. something work, <laughs> where you said like, ah, I have no idea how we're going to get this done. Yes. I mean, you know, we're all, all food sellers are big fan of hardware stores. So, and use all the stuff where we find there, like hot guns and, and I don't know what, what else. Yeah. And, and art supplies, you know, we buy the brushes there and, and then this stuff can help you a lot, especially the hot gun. I mean, you can do everything with it. Yeah. Cause we don't have a pan eater. You can, at least you can do it with a bit of a hot gun. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, you're right. Um, you have to be someone who love to improvise because yeah, uh, you never find the perfect uh, conditions and, but there is no excuse. So you have always to find a solution and that's most of the, our job as well to, uh, solve problems and find solutions uh, and very quick. 
So <laughs> is there any tool that you say like, or unconventional tool that you think is like your favorite tool, like saves you the most? Cool. Hard to say. It's always different. Yeah. So for every job, you have to find a new concept. And the thing is, cause I have a, I have a van and the van is stuffed really until the roof with equipment. So, and, uh, cause you need for every job, you need something. And it's good to have this car at the back because uh, uh, you find everything there. So, and I guess it's, it's also like food styling. There is some, I guess some magic or some mystical aspect to it because you have a lot of secrets. I assume you have recipes where you go, okay, this is my secret ice cream recipe. Or I found out that the best way of doing, I don't know, like making a salad look fresh is by putting it on, on top of my car <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Do you have a lot of these like secret weapons that nobody knows about? Yeah, might be because, because uh, I don't know, it's because the most food sellers, they're not talking about it because it's maybe a secret. And I, I can say from, from my side is, um, uh, I use a lot of things I learned in the old days in the restaurants actually. And cause I have, I've been really, really lucky. I worked with great chefs, uh, in the old days and, uh, I learned quite a lot of, of them, how to prepare stuff like especially salad. Uh, this, uh, I learned from a chef in Munich 30 years ago uh, and uh, and it's working so well. It's unbelievable. That's maybe the secret of the nice salad by McDonald's. <laughs> so I can't tell you, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, it's super easy actually, yeah. but it does it does not sound like logical, but it's working. Yeah? But you don't want to, <laughs> you want to tell us what that secret is for the salad? Well, I can tell you this. Uh, we, we prepare it in, in, in hot water. So you, you, what's, what's it called? Like blanching it? No, 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 no. That hot. Okay. Just, uh, hot. <laughs> this is the that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> as an experienced food stylist and, you know, like working with different production companies, some are more, you know, food experienced than others. What do you think are some typical, you know, mistakes to avoid when, when working on a food shoot? Yeah, it depends uh, which shoot would are. My, especially in tabletop, I would say time. Cause, uh, it's more, always more complicated than it, it looks like at the beginning. And, uh, you know, it's, there's not only, there's a lot only our part, you know what I mean? There's the camera part and, uh, more or maybe a bit motion control, the, the, the robot arm, you know, everybody, every uh, department needs this time. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's very, very uh, tiny focus points and, and that doesn't excuse a lot and, and, uh, and then rebuilding and, and, you know, and then, uh, and, you know, in front of the camera, uh, everything looks different. Uh, so, and these are things what, Maybe experienced people, definitely not, but, you know, maybe some people there not have that much experience in, 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 in food shootings, especially tabletop. They underestimate that a lot, I guess. Basically everyone I've talked to, whether it be directors of photography or food sales or whatever, they always say that time, time is the essence, um, when doing like nice tabletop and yeah. ironically time is what we have less and less of in the modern shoots. Like I guess back in the days you did three or four shots a day 
And nowadays, remember Kikoman? We had, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was 14, 15 shots per day. You know, there were shots that we only had seven or eight minutes to do. So, how have you experienced? You know, this this change of like people wanting more and more and more out of a day. Like how many times does it go wrong and how many times do you have to like improvise? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's but I really agree with what you're saying. Uh this uh, it's a new um reality actually. And yeah, sure, uh it's not always uh, let's say very um helpful uh to to create something very beautiful or very nice, I don't know. But yeah, we have to live with that. Uh, but the thing is, you need even more experienced people. Huh? So um, especially, you know, for me as well, I cannot work with, with uh, any kind of assistance. I have a crew of assistants. I work with them for a long time. And uh, I have to work with them. I cannot take anyone because there is no time to explain anything or because I always have to deliver, deliver, deliver. No mistakes are allowed anymore. Right. So, and cause there is no time to, um, to reshoot. How do you find this crew? Like, do you train them yourself? Do you go to a kitchen and say, Hey, you're a talented cook. I'm going to show you. No, um, yeah, no, you always work together with someone who's already, uh, experienced and then you are when it met personally as well. So this is a big point is, uh, it's very important as well. So, uh, when this is working and then you, um, try to work together all the time and then, you know, the more projects you do, the more experience you get together and you more, uh, like to work to, uh, together. And so, it, so, I, so that's how it starts. So I have three guys I work always with together and, uh, this is mandatory, I must say. <laughs> has your, has your prep work changed in the last years since everything is getting more and more, you know, everything has to be quicker. So do you like do pre-cook or like how, how is, uh, testing? Yeah. Testing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't have the time for that, so then you have to invest uh, your own time for that. So uh, when you're not feeling uh, secure, but but sometimes a few projects still have uh, or um, invest that money uh, that you have get uh, time for that to test it before uh, or in the studio or at home, uh, shoot it with an iPhone and and send the results to to the production and yeah but if this if they're not going to do this uh, i do it myself so yeah to be sure and also i mean one thing that has changed in the last few years is that there's way more happening in front of the camera so like things are flying around and like the cheese is falling on the burger and you know, yeah. the salad is or the sauces and and how far do you also go into special effects and, and making all these slow motion you know, technical things work and then how far do you work with a special effects team? Sometimes, you know, when they are simple, I would say these effects, uh, we do them ourselves, but when they're getting too complicated, so we work together with the SFX team. So, and, uh, while well, most of you on the set, our hands are still, uh, be are a part of it or I'm sure when they're using a pressure air or something like that, uh, then it's more their part, but, but we work together with consistency and colors and, and, and facts, tests also we do together. So e even if you're together with a special effects team, whenever food is on screen, that's your responsibility, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So the consistency of a sauce, the color of a sauce of a, or a spread, um, you always have yes. an eye, eye on it. And 
I mean, one thing or one of the first things that I learned shooting food is when you're looking at it with your eyes, it has one color or a translucency. And if you then shoot it in high frame rate and you put lots and lots of lights on it, then suddenly it looks much, much brighter. How do you approach these kind of things? Like, how are you prepared? You know, because you, you do a, like, say, a test cooking or, you know, you, you do some tests at home and you say, oh, this looks perfect. And then you look on it on the monitor on the, on the set and it looks completely different. <laughs> do you panic? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. At that moment, uh, for sure. But you don't have uh, the, uh, the solution in advance. Uh, the thing is always as a, well, it's, uh, it's definitely in a lot of departments the same. You always have to, when you have one solution, you have to directly start think about the next solution. And, uh, It helps you a lot. So in case say simple, when you have plan A, you need also plan B because maybe plan, plan A is not working. Yeah. So this always have this in my mind, uh, um, to have a solution, but it's not working. One thing uh, I also learned at some point is that, uh, there's different food sellers that sort of have different specialties. Yeah. Maybe some are like the you know, the meat gurus, the other one are the experts in ice cream. The other ones are like the experts with foam, beer, and liquids. Is there a specialty that you have um, where you say, okay, this is what I, what I want to do or what I got really good at? Yeah, obviously, so <laughs> it's kind of meat. Yeah, of course, you talked a lot about it, uh, like burgers. Yeah, I used to be a saucier, and so they're sure meat and sausages is a part. But also, but I worked every section in the kitchen, so I would say, I can do mostly everything, but sure, specialized uh, in something is something else, like especially like uh, sensitive things uh, like ice cream or foam. Yeah. But my, I do uh, always say when a editorial style of beer shooting, I do as well. So last week we did it in, in South of Germany for a, a class supplier. So we did all day beers, but you know, not a super high class, I would say, uh, with a, with a twig and eye, uh, uh, beer shootings with, uh, with, a, with the bubbles and so this. We did it more, you know, with cold beers, like a beer as a beer looks like. Yeah. And, um, that was fun. So, and yeah, with ice cream is, uh, super complicated. Uh, they're, they're really, I would say is a different way of food studying. So there are not a lot of uh, guys doing that. Yeah, you have to be really specialized for that. And so, okay, I must say I'm more the guy with meat and and uh, editorial style and uh, real food, I must say. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I guess there are like parts of foam and liquid and ice cream and that, that part of food selling is more chemistry maybe because you need like, can be, uh, you, you need, because I mean, for, for someone who has never shot with ice cream, the big problem with ice cream and why it, it makes no sense, uh, shooting it with real ice cream is that within five seconds it melts away. Yeah. It depends. Uh, the shooting, the shooting is as, as well. Yeah. There are ways to do it. Sure. The, the time gaps very, very tiny. Yeah. So, uh, but you need a little bit of melting. But it's kind of complicated, that's for sure. Yeah, we shot for McDonald's the the Sunday I remember, and it, it's still edible. Yeah. It's like like whatever you do there, um, it, it's still food, but it's definitely yeah. a consistency that doesn't melt away that that quickly and and gives you the chance. That's true. Um, and yeah, I mean for sure there there are some shots where we go, okay, let's do it with real ice cream because it's just faster, and if you know the the shot is not so complicated and you don't have any robots flying around. 
yeah, you yeah, can definitely yeah. do it. And, and obviously, I'm also a big fan of always using the real thing. But yeah, sometimes you just need, you know, an ice cream that is there for a lot of time, especially if it's something that has to look a certain way that you have to style. Like you, you said that you, you need yeah. 30 minutes to prepare a pretty burger. Like if you want to make like a nice banana split, you also need it to, to prepare it in a way that looks nice without it melting away. And then you put the lights on top and, and yeah, yeah, sure. When you have build mock-ups, uh, it's very, it takes some time. Yeah. What do you think after all these years is the one thing that makes, makes you happy as a food stylist? Is it when the day is over, when you were able, <laughs> when you see the finished product, what makes you wake up in the morning and say like, I love my job? Yeah, uh, you have many things. First, you're really happy when you get the job. Then you're happy when you're finished with the job. And then you're even more happy when the result is pretty beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> to say it quite quick. And yeah, but it's a, there are many things. So the three things I, just, I said before, for sure. And also, you know, the work with people and, and. The thing is, we're a little, uh, yeah, like we're kind of vagabonds because, you know, we're traveling a lot and always, you know, reading a new team, work together for three days and then going home again and then next week somewhere else. And yeah, the team is always great to meet. Uh, this is a really, really nice part of our, like very, very much no, for sure. my, in our job. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a people job. It's, it's meeting people, collaborating with people. Um, yeah you know, getting to know new cultures because I know you travel a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. One question I still have for you, if you do something like McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, you know, the Whopper is a Whopper and it looks like a Whopper. But sometimes like when we were doing Kikoman, especially Kikoman, because Kikoman soy sauce, you would think that it's only Asian food. But in this commercial, what they actually wanted to do is say, hey, you can also use soy sauce for making your Christmas food because, you know, you're adding umami, to your foods. So yeah, exactly. The dishes were completely open. I mean, obviously the, the agency gave some input and the recipes that they wanted to this and that, but do you like creating dishes where you, you know, sort of like create how it's going to look like? Yeah, sure. I have this kind of freedom. It's uh, always, you know, um, I must say, uh, you had a great fun in our job, yeah? And uh, not to only be, you know, uh, as Germans say, a Dienstleister and... <laughs> yeah, no, a service <laughs> you provider. Know, it's exactly a service provider. And, you know, to be a part of the creative uh, process and that's always fun, you know? It's super fun because, you know, making a dish is not only the food, it's also like the surrounding, like it's the plate that you use. Uh, I remember that uh, we were like going through the props and looking at, you know, ah, the ravioli, where are we going to put on the ravioli? And you look at me and you're like, oh, that's way too tiny. We need something way bigger. Like it's going to look like <laughs> yeah. crap if you, you know, put these big, nice raviolis on, to, on, on this tiny plate. And especially your, your knowledge as a chef um, saying like, ah, no, you would never put a blah, blah, blah sauce on top of a blah, blah, blah. And, but it looks nice. And then you know to get into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you said something I like pretty much as well. You know, uh, I, I always say uh, effect always for logic. And uh, that's true sometimes. Yeah, sure. Um, what is on one side pretty good, you know, or the, maybe the, the, the old days from the chef can sometimes uh, stop creativity. Yeah, so. That's the thing, what I like in teamwork, you know, especially, you know, it's a job, you're really into it and you're on, you're on your way 
and you forget things uh, what, what are possible. Yeah? And that's, that's a good thing on the team. Someone can remember, hey, Jürgen, uh, we have to break something. Uh, maybe we uh, go the other way and you think about it. Say, yeah, well, it's right. It's a good idea, actually. And um, it's very important, though, I say. Yeah. <laughs> that's it for this episode of The Yummy Factor. If you like the show, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have questions, you can find the contact information in the description box. The Yummy Factor airs every second Wednesday of the month. 